Hi there. Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me today. My name is Denise Alvarez, and I get the pleasure and honor of hosting you here each week. And I have a business called Storm Lily Marketing, where I also get to help horse business owners like you to turn your website visitors into your customers. And I do that through coaching, as well as website design and content, email marketing strategy, and my monthly coaching program, Social Stride. And I do each of these things so that I can help you be out doing what you love to do. Because I know that marketing may not be your sweet spot. It may not be where you want to spend your time. But as a horse business owner, you know that you need to sharpen that axe a little bit, right? So I want to help you and provide you with step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos that will help you not only see what's possible for your business, but to guide you through that process as well. And so today we're actually venturing out a little bit from just the idea of marketing itself. And I just want to speak to you from the heart of a business owner, right? I bet that at some point in your journey, you have had a fear of failure. Perhaps it's even kept you from making decisions or taking the action that you need to take. It can definitely look different for everybody, and I realize that personalities have a lot to do with that as well, but for many of us, the idea of failing, especially when it comes to your business, can be a little bit scary, right? I mean, if you have employees and you have a team, then you have that on your shoulders, and you may be thinking that if you fail, then that's going to impact them, right? So you're feeling that pressure. Or maybe you're starting out in business and you're following a dream, an idea, a passion that you have had, but you're afraid of failing just for the fact of not succeeding, right? And looking like you didn't know what you were doing. And so I want to invite you to a friend of mine who's going to talk us through this idea of failure and actually help us to reframe it a little bit. Because the reality is when we are frozen in fear, when we don't want to fail, what happens is we don't take action. And you have heard me say before on the podcast, and if we're friends on social media, you've heard me say that we need to take action in order to get clarity, right? We're not going to know what is or is not going to work if we don't take some action. So we're going to talk about that today with Justin Skinner, and you may not have heard of him before because he's not exactly in the horse world, but he's somebody that I wanted you to meet because I think that he and his wife together actually are a wonderful team. That is how I met them. They had a successful graphic design and photography business. His wife has actually taken my family's photos. Um, That's not something she does now. I just got lucky enough for her to say yes. Um, But they have done some really neat things as business owners. And so when I heard that he had a book, I knew I wanted you guys to get to meet him and to learn from him the way that I've had the opportunity to. Now, I have to tell you something super fun is that Justin and his wife, Kendra, actually uh, played a big part in what I do now. When I was first uh, working on building out my business and trying to figure out who I was going to serve, the same way that I encourage you all to do, to really know who it is that you're marketing to and who you're serving, I had the idea 
of specifically serving horse business owners and marrying those passions of marketing and horses together. But I was actually nervous. I was a little bit afraid of if I was going um, too narrow or if I just, I just wasn't sure. You just like you all need somebody to talk through things with. I needed someone to talk through things with. So I actually called up Kendra and asked if we could chat for a while. And Justin was there as well. And I told them, you know, the direction that I felt like I was being led and asked what they thought because While they don't do marketing necessarily and they don't do horse business owners, they do business very well. And I could see that because I'd had the chance to work with them with the author that many of you know that I had worked with before. And so I had seen the type of business that they had built. I respected them as business owners. And so they were very encouraging. And um, obviously, you know what happened because I have this podcast and I get to serve horse business owners every day. And I absolutely love it. So I thought it was just so fun when I saw that Justin had a book and I said, hey, I think my audience would love to hear from you. And it's just so fun to see how things work out, right? Because originally he was helping me to figure out, he and Kendra, what I was going to do. And now he gets to come and talk to you all and share some of his knowledge and experience as well. So we are talking about this idea. His book is actually called Professional Failure because he actually encourages people to take those risks to learn from other people that have maybe failed, quote unquote, failed, and learn from your own, quote unquote, failures, but to really reframe that. And so I think this is going to be a super helpful conversation for you. You're going to hear some practical ways that you can apply it to your business. And I hope that you will be um, encouraged and challenged as a horse business owner to really reconsider that idea of failure to be encouraged to take action. And if you have a team, then you're going to be looking at ways, or I hope you will be looking at ways that you can encourage that culture inside of your business. How can you encourage people to try things and to not be afraid to fail? Because that's how you're going to sometimes get some of the best work, right? And some of the best ideas are going to come about. So I'm super excited for you to meet Justin. I think you're going to really love this conversation. So let's go ahead and get to it. Here is my friend, Justin Skinner. Okay, Justin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Yeah, Denise, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. I know you have so much goodness that you're going to share about the idea of failure, which is not everybody's favorite topic. But before we jump into that, I would love it if you would share a little bit about your background so that my audience can get to know you a little bit. As we were talking even before we jumped on, you are definitely a multifaceted entrepreneur, which I know horse (laughs) business owners can identify with. So if you would share a bit about your experiences and how you came to be now an author, and I'm going to call you an expert on the subject of learning from failure. Yeah, I'll kind of start when um, when I was growing up, and I actually grew up on a, a dairy farm. Both my grandparents were dairy farmers, so I think that taught me a lot about hard work to begin with. Um, so I grew up there, um, wound up playing baseball. Uh, I, I worked a lot on the farm, but I love sports, so I played a lot of baseball. I know that that gave me a lot of um, experience in dealing with failures. Cause in, in baseball, if you fail seven out of 10 times, you're a success. So I think that was just ingrained in my mind early on. Um, so that helped a lot. I wound up, uh, playing baseball in college 
and then um wound up honestly one of the biggest things um a failure in my life that it kind of opened my eyes to failures just being a lesson and not necessarily just holding us down was uh my goal growing up was to play professional baseball that was what i trained for that was what i worked for um and my junior year uh i wound up i was trying to do everything i could to to prepare and uh basically i said hey go play in this alaskan baseball league if you do well up there i i must guarantee you'll get drafted so long story short went up there spent a summer in alaska and played really well and played with uh i think probably i don't know there was there were six or seven guys on our team that got drafted and um, i wound up hitting really well i think i hit over 300 played really well um and made the all-star team up there so i was like well that's i'm gonna get drafted there's there's just no doubt in my mind it's gonna happen so uh fast forward at the end of my senior year um basically had a couple tryouts had a tryout with the cubs and again they said yeah you're gonna get drafted so all my hopes all my dreams are gonna come true well uh the draft comes along and i wound up watching it by myself uh in the house i was living in with with a couple other guys and i was upstairs alone and i was just watching on on the computer and um wound up again i knew i wasn't gonna get drafted in like the top 10 rounds but um i was expecting you know later teens or something like that so anyway uh the cubs would come up and i'd you know wait for a call i'd wait for something it just it just never came and i think round 32 or 33 came and they wound up drafting a uh like this a kid out of high school and you know he was younger smaller everything and at that point i knew it was kind of over so i i shut my shut my computer down and i just cried basically for for five minutes uh it was pretty tough but uh in those five minutes i feel like you know there were there were some there were some hurt there were some loneliness you know it was just a dream that i had always had and it was just i knew it was gone um so i knew i had a chance if i wanted to i go play independent ball but you know in those five minutes i decided that i needed to to move on i needed to do some other things i was graduating college i was getting married um, so I knew there were, there were some things ahead, um, but that really taught me about failure. And it wasn't, even though I had a goal and I had been working for 18 years of my life to reach that goal and play professional baseball, even though it didn't happen, it didn't mean I was a failure. And it didn't mean that all those times of playing baseball uh, were, were failed or failed attempts or all the, the relationships I made, they, they were all for nothing. Um, I think it really showed me that it prepared me for whatever was next. And I, I tried to transition all the character traits and the work ethic and relationships into just the next phase of my life. Um, and then fast forward again, a couple of years, I was in the, uh, the corporate world and I was working for a publishing company and long story short, I wound up getting fired. And again, I just, I just didn't let it affect me. And I, I, I remember getting fired in the morning and I told Kendra, I just said, you know what, we're going to start our own thing We're we're not going to work for anyone anymore. We're not going to put our, our hands in, uh, or our, our corporate lives or our lives in the hands of, of someone else to make decisions on when they want us or when they don't. So from that point on, we just switched and we started working for ourselves and, uh, became entrepreneurs and business owners. And honestly, we've loved it ever since. That's so interesting. Um, I didn't actually know that full background. So I love though, that your perspective from the start was, you know, even though it didn't happen, it didn't mean it was all for nothing. Was there somebody that taught you that along the way, or is that just kind of how you're built? No, I definitely think, um, my parents played a huge part in that. I, I think when I was younger, they, they really taught us how to fail and they taught us how to fail gracefully. And what I mean by that is they allowed us to go out. We, we lived on the farm. 
um, I was kind of always going, I wanted to do something. I was a lot like my mom, um, in that way. And anyway, she would send us out. And honestly, we'd see her in the morning. She's like, Hey, go out, play on the farm. We'll see you at lunch. We'll see you at dinner. So we're out there and we're doing stupid things. We're doing this where we mess up, but honestly, both my parents, I think gave us grace in that. And they gave us grace when we messed up and, and they didn't make us feel like we were bad kids because we did something dumb or we were mean to one of our cousins. Um, and I think that's where I developed it. it. If I messed up or if I did something wrong, uh, I knew it wasn't on me. I knew I wasn't a bad person and I knew I wasn't a failure. Uh, it was just uh, something to learn from and it was something to to hopefully grow from and get better. That's, that's awesome, man. I, as I'm sitting here as a parent thinking, okay, parenting lesson right here. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that many of my listeners, you know, have kiddos that are growing up on the farm and doing very similar things to what you said. So that's a really good encouragement too, um, that that's a yeah. great way for kids to be raised, I think. Um, so I invited you here, of course, this podcast is how to market your horse business. Um, yep. But as I shared in the intro, you and I have been friends for a while. And so when I saw that uh, you had this book, I immediately thought, Every business owner, horse business or not, deals with the idea of failure, right? They have ideas that Mm -hmm. may not work out. They have dreams that maybe didn't come to fruition and they had to pivot and what that was going to look like. And they're always trying things. And so I thought this was a beautiful way to have you share some things, some strategies and tips that you have learned and shared in your book um, that perhaps will help my audience to reshape their perspective on failure as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I can kind of start, I didn't actually raise horses, but I do uh, love horses. I love, you know, what they are. They're just majestic. Um, but my aunt and uncle raised them growing up. So I actually have a story of failure with a horse, which oh, is kind of funny. <laughs> so when I was, when I was younger, I was actually learning to ride horses and my aunt was showing me and long story short, we were doing stuff and, um, the horses took off. So I'm on the horse. My aunt is chasing behind. I'm the horse is sprinting down the road. And I have no control over the horse. I'm just holding on and trying to fall off. So it's sprinting down an asphalt road road that's pretty, pretty busy. So the whole time I'm thinking, what in the world? Oh and I'm gosh. probably 11 or 12 at that time. And uh, eventually it stops. Not nothing. I feel like I did. But anyway, I learned that, you know, if I'm going to ride horses, I have to learn to command them. And I can't just <laughs> hop on and expect everything to go well. So um, with that, uh, I feel like, you know, the the goal of the book and the goal of um, just writing and hopefully encouraging people is that failures are, are in every facet of business. Um, honestly, I grew up with sports in mind, but it translated to business. And I think it's in everything. It's in parenting. It's in business. Um, and you just have to learn to deal with it. So the goal of the book was just to flip that on its head and just say that, you know, failures aren't something to be feared. It's actually something that you could almost pursue and say, hey, I'm okay failing. Um, and I almost welcome it because that means I'm going to grow. That means I'm going to learn from it. And even if that failure isn't necessarily a success, just that process of learning is the success in and of itself. That's so good. And honestly, as somebody who is definitely a perfectionist, but I, I know that we, I have learned so much about the weaknesses involved in that. There are strengths too, of course, and excellence. Um, but there are yeah. weaknesses when it comes to being a perfectionist. And some of it is that is being able to, to switch that around. Right. So mm-hmm. that I, and as horse business owners that are listening that maybe have that struggle as well, don't miss the opportunities. Um, that are there in the gift of failure as business owners. So I'm so grateful 
um, that you have written that and are diving into that today. So I know that you have some practical ways to look at that. And I love that on this podcast, we definitely try to provide some how to's and practical takeaways. So concepts are great, but when you can actually take it and apply it, that's even better. So what are some of the ways that we can use the gift of failure as a business owner? Yeah. And I'll kind of talk about four kind of highlighting four from the book. Uh, and the first one would be the fallacy of self self-made. Uh, second would be failing forward. Third would be curiosity. And then fourth would be an overflow mentality. So um, the fallacy of self-made, I think it's important to understand where we come from and recognize our mentors. Cause I don't think anyone is self-made and you hear this all the time in the media. So-and-so is the first you know, person to be a self-made billionaire. There's, yeah. you know, there is self-made millionaire. It's, it's just all the time. And I think it puts this, this concept in our mind that we have to do everything on our own. When to me, that's the furthest thing from the truth, because we have so many good people around us, even if it's not our parents or family or friends, there's just people that you can learn from that are highly intelligent and have a, a lot of unique experiences that they can share with you. Um, so I think it's important to understand that you're not self-made. That's not taking anything away from you, but I think it's giving value uh, where value is due to other people. Um, I know, you know, for you, for for instance, we've learned a lot from you. We we haven't, Kendra and I haven't, you know, had the chance to spend a ton of time with you, but in the little time we have, um, you've taught us things. You've been a light and you're just, you know, you're fun to be around. And so little relationships, you don't, a mentor doesn't have to be someone who's in your life 24 seven. It can be an acquaintance or a one-time meeting at a coffee shop. And I think we just have to be open to that. Um, and I think once we do that, it gives us, it puts us in like a humble state of mind. And, and honestly, the key to learning and growing from failure is, is humility. You, you have to be open to learning and, and not thinking that, you know, everything already. Oh, that's so good. Well, first of all, thank you for your kindness. I that was really yeah. kind. And honestly, um, in the intro, I shared a bit about how you and Kendra actually were a huge encouragement to me in the process of starting my business. Um, I don't even if you know if you remember, but Kendra and I, um, I'd asked to chat with her because I was really wanting to niche down and I respected yeah. you guys as business owners. And I was like, okay, if I go straight horse businesses, am I crazy? And it's been one of it's been one of the best decisions I made. So um, awesome. but you know. The same for a lot of horse business owners and in the horse world, you will hear this idea a lot of just in the horse training world. So I went to an event called Road to the Horse a couple of weeks ago, or I guess it's been about a month now. And at that event, I noticed that every is a colt starting competition. And so there are um, four trainers at the event that are each starting a colt in a certain amount of time. And then they have Uh an obstacle course to go through at the end. But what I noticed is that each one would share when it was their time to have their microphone phone on what they were sharing was so-and-so taught me this years ago, or I learned this from so-and-so and yes, they adapt it and make it their own, but there was not one person there that would say, I learned all of this on my own by myself, you know, in a box, right. And we're yeah. always, um, to be successful in that process of learning from another. So I love sure. that the fallacy of self-made for sure. What else? Yeah. Yeah. And then the concept of just failing forward. Um, I think failure should be looked at as our teacher and not our enemy. Um, And I think that people too often see it as, you know, something that is maybe on them and, and it almost like seeps into their being that if they fail at anything, it doesn't matter. Like it could be sports or even like picking up something and tripping over in in the house and spilling something. It's like, instead of all that 
um, weighing down on you, I think it failure should be looked at as again, a lesson. So fail, what, what I mean by failing forward is just have that concept in mind when you fail, if you go out and fail, whatever it is, instead of thinking, man, I'm a failure. I failed at this. I didn't do well. Um, I think you have to keep in mind that, um, there is a lesson within that and a, a cool story, uh, over the weekend, I went to watch our nephew and I feel like he did this really well. Um, he's, he's playing flag football and, uh, he's been, you know, preparing to play quarterback. He's wanted to play quarterback for a while. So anytime I see him, he's got a football and he's playing it with his dad and, um, they're working on it and he wants to play catch anytime we see each other. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you've been training with him and you throw with him and say, Hey, just, just be prepared when it's time, when it's ready. And, um, anyway, this, this weekend, he finally got a chance to play and, uh, his first pass, he threw a long pass and, uh, it could have been a touchdown, but the receiver drops it. And then the next three plays were all incomplete. So technically the first series didn't go well. Um, and he, he, they didn't score a touchdown. They didn't even move the ball, but he kept with it and he kept going and he wound up throwing three touchdowns in the game. And I think they wound up winning. Um, but anyway, after the game, uh, his dad, Derek came up to me and, and basically said, Hey, you know, Nolan, what, what, uh, what'd you tell me? Tell Justin and Kinner what you told me. And, and he said that, um, you know, I was scared and I was nervous at first and I didn't want to mess up. And then Justin, I remember your book that it's okay. Aww. It's okay not to fail. And I think, I mean, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be emotional about it, but I think it just, it, that to me is why I wrote the book. I, I want kids or adults or whoever it is to just be encouraged through failure. Um, and so that, that story that like hits home to me, I, I want people to be able to succeed through failures and, and not see them as, as something to fear. Cause I, I think it can cause inaction. And I think the magic is in effort is in action. The magic is in action. That's good because you're right. It can definitely cause you to just stop when something doesn't go according to your plan. And like you said, it's really re, um, re imagining, right. The definition of failure, right. Cause exactly. inherently failure is failing. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I'm I was trying to remember, I believe it might've been chip from the chip and Joanna couple chip gains in his book, but yep. he was talking about that similar concept. He's like, you don't, you either win or you learn, you don't lose, yep. but it's, yeah. that's a perspective, you know, like some people would call it losing. Some people would say, no, I learned. Um, but yeah. being able to, to look at it that way enables you to learn from it and boy, but it's, it's not easy, right? It's not, well, not, maybe it seems easy for you, Justin, I'm not going to lie, but it's not easy for no. the rest of us. <laughs> no, it's definitely not easy. And it's something that I've learned and I'm still learning. Cause honestly, there are times where I do things, I've done things 10 times and I know the right thing to do and I still fail at it and it's frustrating. And I just have to remember, take a step back and breathe and not let it lead to anger, which is easy. And, you know, something I still have to work on, but it's still not easy. It's definitely not easy to navigate, but I think when you, when you can have a different perspective or mindset on it, it definitely helps. And it helps to have great people around you that encourage you and say, Hey, you failed, but you're not a failure. It's, it's part of it. It's okay. Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's a big part of it. Yeah. So I'm taking riding lessons right now to learn how to jump because growing up, I always oh, wow. rode Western. And one of my dreams as a kid was always to learn how to jump. And so I'm super excited. I get to do that now, but the, and yeah. I, because I'm such a learner, I'm always like wanting to learn and watch videos and read articles to learn the best way to do it. Right. Not that I'm trying to mm -hmm. be an Olympic and not that I could, but I just want to do it well. 
So my instructor is awesome because, um, she knows she has learned that when I do so, I mean, the jumps that I'm going over, right. Are not huge, but for me, it's a big deal. And even going over it, I'm like, Oh man, as soon as I land, I'm like, Oh shoot my foot or, Oh dang it. I squeezed with my knees or oh my arms are out. Like I know immediately what I was doing wrong. And she's like, Denise, focus on the good things that you did and that you're learning, you know? And I told her, I'm like, I promise you I'm having fun. This is a process for me to learn, you know, learn what I'm doing and fix it, but also celebrate, you know, the fact Mm -hmm. that I'm here and I'm getting to do this, but it is, it's a mindset shift that I constantly have to remind myself, you know, don't just enjoy and don't look at it as you failed at that one, you know, look at the things you did right and did well. So, yeah. And, and I still struggle with that too. It's like, I do the same thing. I do something. And instead of seeing the things I did, right. I'm often, often really picky about myself. I'm like, Oh, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. Um, so I think it's, it's tricky. It's not, like I said, it's not, it's not easy. Um, but just because you're, you know, if you do something right, that's great, but just store it away and say, okay, I did this right. This is where I can get better. Um, but I think the the important lesson is just don't beat yourself up. Just enjoy the moment and enjoy, enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. So, so true. Okay. What else do you have for us? All right. So the other one is curiosity and I love this one. Um, I, I want to say it's Albert Einstein that said this and I should know this cause it's in the book, but <laughs> now that I'm looking for my notes, I didn't notice, right? but basically he said something, he, he said something along the lines of, you know, my greatest, uh, or I am, I am, uh, I'm going to mess this up. Basically, uh, I have nothing more to offer than I am extremely curious. Uh, and I butchered it mm. completely, but <laughs> next time I know. And so this is part of the failure in action. I'll just go, I'll go make sure I know what it is next time. But anyway, I think that being curious, uh, again, it'll open the door to mentors. It'll open the door to conversations because, uh, when you're curious, you're curious about a subject and, and you're curious to learn. Um, you don't know everything. And I think it helps in, in my day-to-day life too, just being curious about people, being curious about people's stories. And uh, I had a guy on the podcast, uh, actually recently, who said he felt like, you know, he was an archaeologist and he he loved digging for people's stories with him and he had to be very careful and he couldn't, you know, dig too fast or too hard. Um, but he liked uncovering people's stories. And I love that. And I think that goes back to curiosity. And if you're if you're curious and you show interest in people and you're curious about their story, I think it gives them value. And I think that uh, that goes beyond yourself. And that's that's part of what leads to the overflow mentality, which I'm talking about. Um, I think that as yourself, as you fill up and you learn to you know deal with failures or you become successful in your life, I think it's important to give back. Um, and honestly, you don't have to be super wealthy or super knowledgeable or you know be the wisest person in the world to to give back. Um, I know there may be some people that disagree with um, my take on where your self-confidence comes from. Cause I think that's, that's highly important. If you're going to give back, you have to believe in yourself because if you don't no one else, I mean, no one else is going to believe you. And if you don't believe in yourself, then how are you going to believe in someone else? So I think that's key. And for me, I think self-confidence comes from, from a belief in God and it comes from a belief in Jesus Christ. And, and if you don't have that, I just, I'm, I don't know how people do it without that. Uh, it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, but again, people may disagree with me on that, but at least for me, that's, that's where it comes from. So once you have that, and once you're healthy with yourself and your, your self-confidence is high, 
um, you can encourage people and you can help people chase their dreams. And if they have an idea about something, instead of like picking everything apart about what's wrong with it, just encourage them and say, Hey, you know what? Go for it. You're, you're going to mess up. It's, it's okay. It's part of it. Um, but I think it's really important to, uh, as we become successful or, you know, whatever success is in our own minds to really keep in mind other people and not, not try and step on them on the way up but to actually lift them up and bring them up with you. Uh, I think that's just a really um, vital concept to keep for, for anyone doesn't have to be business. Doesn't have to be uh, sports, but if you can just encourage people around you, I think it comes back to you tenfold. Yeah. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I want to go back to where you're talking about curiosity um, because that idea of curiosity, as it relates to failure as well, it made me think of, um, when you have failed, when something has not gone according to plan, right. You didn't meet your goals. Um, that idea of curiosity, I think is also just being willing to look at it and say, okay, maybe it didn't go like I thought it would didn't go like I expected, Mm -hmm. but what, like asking some really good questions along the way, right? Like what can I learn from it? What did go well? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, kind of digging into it to, to be able to sometimes, like you said, the guy, that's the archeologist, sometimes you have to be able to be an archaeologist with yourself, right. And be willing to dig in and ask those questions so that you can really see, you know, where your passions lie. What are you excited Mm -hmm. about? What went well, you know, Mm -hmm. um, what went well with the conversation, you know, whatever the case may be um, to be able to ask some of those really helpful, but hard questions sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you mentioned goals too. And one thing that I may be a little odd at, or at least I was taught early on and it's really helped me um, is just goal setting. And I kind of got to the point, I feel like a lot of people get beat down by expectations and they set a monetary goal or they said, you know, I want to be here by this date. And if they don't meet that, uh, they can get discouraged. So I'm not saying goals are a bad thing, but what I've learned is that if I can set goals, um, that are going to at least like point me in the right direction that I want to go, I don't have to like make a certain amount of money or sell a certain amount of books or anything like that. What what my goals are, I want to read so many pages during the year. I want to I want to pray for wisdom. I want to do all these little things that I know are going to help me um, in my journey cuz cuz really ultimately I want to be a resource for people. So so that's my ultimate goal. I don't have a monetary goal or like I said like a a, a fame goal or anything like that. I just want to help people. So if I do that, I've got to read, I've got to put a lot of good things inside of me. So that goes to reading, to praying, to meditating, whatever it is, I've got to fill myself up in order to help other people. Yeah, that's good. And I think that goes back to your, I I love that concept, by the way, of goals of that idea of it's almost more about who you want to be than like the tangible. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. Um, Okay. And then how that leads into the idea of overflow mentality. So how do you see that idea of overflow mentality giving back? How do you see that as connected to to failure as a business owner? Dive into that just a little bit. Yeah. I think failures, we all, we all, it doesn't matter who it is. If you're an entrepreneur or you're a business owner, you're going to fail. And I think the, the key to that is, is going back to mentors because, uh, without mentors, I wouldn't be where I am today. You wouldn't be where you are today. I think a lot of people wouldn't. So um, in order to be a mentor yourself, uh, you need to share the lessons from your failures because you can you can actually help someone skip a lot of pain um, by saying, hey, I did this. You don't have to do this. Um, and obviously experience sometimes is is the best teacher. But often there are lessons that I don't have to go through in order to learn from. 
Um, and I think that's, that's really important. So that overflow mentality really comes back to sharing and believing in others and whatever you've learned, um, knowing that you have value and that, that lesson, whatever you've learned from failure can actually help someone else. So instead of holding on to it, um, and, you know, keeping to yourself and, and saying, I have this, you know, secret or it's all me, this is, this is why I'm successful. I think just being open and saying, Hey, you can do this. I'm, I'm not really that special. Um, I just learned from these people, or I learned these lessons, hear these lessons, go do it yourself. You, you can do it. I think it's just, again, it comes back to being an encouragement and a mentor to others. Okay. I love that. That's great. Um, yeah, so true. When you have this opportunity as a business owner to learn and experience whatever success ends up looking like for you, then mm-hmm. yeah, looking for some intentional ways to pour into others um, and just being willing to share. That's, that's yeah. beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing, Justin. Is there anything yeah. else that you would love my listeners to know about the idea of failure? So the last thing that I'll talk about uh, and mention is just to keep in mind the fear of failure um, and that how fear itself um, is pretty powerful. So so I would encourage your listeners to, when you experience fear, the fear of failure, don't spread it. What, what, what you can do, you can absorb it through prayer or meditation or action even. Um, because you know if you are feel f- fearful yourself, Um, you can easily pass that on to someone else. Um, If you can deal with it yourself, I think you can, from that, uh, encourage others. Fear is not fun. Um, It's definitely not something that a lot of people want to talk about, um, but it's it's easily spreadable. It's it's more contagious than a virus. Um, So if you can learn to handle the fear of failure, uh, I think that's that's something that's that's highly important. And if you can get past it, I think that's contagious too. I think the absence of fear of failure is contagious. Uh, so to me, it's the choice. You make you make the choice to be fearful and spread that, or not to be fearful and spread that. Oh man, that's powerful. That's so powerful. Um, because especially, well, for one, honestly, um, for a super tangible example, I cannot stand mm-hmm. snakes. And even yeah. though I grew up in the country, I can't handle yep. them. And the longer I've lived not in the country, the longer like it's gotten worse in my head. And yeah. I am trying not to pass that on to my kids because I wasn't yeah. like that as a kid. It's just as I've gotten older. Um, but yeah. that's just, and, and that's a small, tiny example, but that shows how easily, like you said, it can spread and we can pass that For on. Sure. But even more so, you know, the idea of fear of not even trying. Like you, when yep. you rode that horse back in the day, that could have easily have been a chance for you to say, I'm never getting back on a horse again. And just mm-hmm. sitting in that fear, which I guess you didn't finish. I assume you've get, gotten back on at some point, maybe. Yeah, hopefully I okay. have. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have. I've ridden, awesome. ridden horses through mountains and things like that, awesome. but I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've definitely gotten over that, but it's yeah. something I I've learned and been encouraged by over, over the years. Yeah. You could have just sat in that and then let it spread, you know? And so even as a business owner, you know, just thinking about that idea of the fear of rejection, right. Feeling, you know, yep. that fear of not wanting to reach out to people, uh, to sell your business, right. Or to let people know what you're selling. Um, just there's so many different facets that I can see if you have a team, you know, business owners that have a team, if you are operating from a place of fear, then you're building that culture inside of your business and people are going to do the same. But if you can give them the opportunity, the freedom to explore the freedom to make mistakes, man, what a healthy culture that will be in your business, um, as well. Exactly. 
Yeah. And one last business thought. Uh, yeah. it, it's just since I grew up on the farm, I, I equate a lot to farming. So one thing that may be applicable to business owners is just the idea of planting seeds. Um, from who I've talked with and what I've seen, a lot of businesses that just either wound up not working out or um, you know the owners felt like it wasn't working uh, was because they were just in a hurry. They either had high expectations or they just, you know, expected an overnight success. And I would just encourage people to just think of it from, you know, planting seeds. And as a farmer, you go out and you plant seeds. Um, but, you know, if you go and check it the next day, it's it's not going to come up. You're not going to see anything, but something's happening. And I think you have to keep that in mind that the harvest will come. You just have to be consistent and you have to continually plant seeds and you can plant seeds in your business. You can plant seeds in other relationships, um, but just keep that in mind that steady, slow growth is a good thing. It's healthy. Oh, okay. So I actually, I'm in the process of reading your book and I just read that last night. Um, and mm. it caught my eye because I'm also going through a Bible study called growing slow. I think that's what the title yeah. is. And it's a similar concept. It's just, it's being willing to do the hard work and to know mm. that you're planting seeds is exactly what you said. So that's beautiful. I'm so glad you shared yeah. that, that steady growth. It's so much healthier too, right? It allows you to put down For roots. Sure. Uh, yeah. so that's great encouragement. Okay. I'm so grateful that you have shared these things. I would love for yeah. everybody listening to be able to know where they can find you. Of course, in the show notes for the episode, I will put a link to your book and a link to your website um, and Instagram yeah. and all those things, but go ahead and say it verbally as well for them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm at Justin C. Skinner. You can find me there. And then also you can, you can grab the book on Amazon and then you can listen to the professional failure podcast too um, on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere you listen to to podcasts. Um, and then you can check out www.professional-failure.com. Um, it should have links everywhere. So I appreciate you letting me come on. It's been a really fun conversation and so good talking to you again. You too, Justin. Thank you. All right. What did I tell you? I hope that you really enjoyed that conversation. I hope that you're letting some of the things that Justin shared just kind of simmer with you throughout the day. I know one of my biggest um, notes that I took is that idea that failure is your teacher and not your enemy. And definitely, I don't know if you all have done the Enneagram, but I am a one. And so that is definitely a perfectionist. So the idea of reframing what failure is has really been huge for me. And as I've learned to do that as a business owner, and I continue to learn to do that, it reframes how I coach as well in my marketing coaching and in my social stride program. And frankly, as a parent, right? I love some of the things that Justin shared, that idea of allowing your kids to fail. It's the same, like I shared in the intro, um, as I introduced him, that idea of letting your team being willing to fail, so to speak, but it's not failing, right? Because you're going to get new ideas. You're going to allow people to grow and it really will be beneficial for your business as you reframe this idea of failure. So I hope this was encouraging to you. I would love to hear from you if it was helpful. So find me on Instagram, Storm Lily Marketing, or send me an email, Denise at stormlily.com. I would love to hear from you all what was helpful in this episode. 
And of course, you can get the highlights of our conversation at stormlily.com slash 79 for episode number 79. And you'll also find links there where you can leave a review. If you happen to listen on Apple and you would leave a review for fellow listeners to see or new friends to see how this podcast has been helpful for you. I would be so, so grateful, and I know they would as well. And then, of course, if you are not already following the podcast, be sure that you are getting notified when new episodes are available. You can do that in any of your favorite podcast listening apps, all right? And of course, if we're email friends, I will also always let you know every week what the topic is on the podcast. And of course, if you have any ideas for the podcast, questions that you have, people you would like to hear interviewed on the podcast, please feel free to reach out and share those as well. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I truly hope it's been an encouraging and helpful conversation, and I will see you again here next week. Have an awesome day. 